Could you walk away from your retirement or pension right now knowing you only had a few years left to cash it all in? That's exactly what today's guest, Adrian Pinozo, did when he walked away from his police pension with only a couple of years away from his retirement date to achieve true financial and time freedom through real estate investing. Get ready to hear Adrian's amazing story after this. This is Building Passive Income and Wealth Through Real Estate, where we guide you through the relentless pursuit of financial independence. I'm your host, Justin Moy, managing partner at Perpetual Wealth Capital, a multifamily real estate investing firm that lets everyday people invest passively in income-producing apartment buildings. Hey, investors, welcome back to another episode of Building Passive Income and Wealth Through Real Estate. Today, I'm sitting down with Adrian Pinozo. Now, Adrian has an incredible story about taking the leap with his business. Adrian is retired from his police officer career and now is a full-time real estate investor with over 350 units across 72 properties. He's also the founder of Executive Properties, Inc., a full-service management company and of Investor's Edge Construction Management a construction company that focuses on multifamily conversions in the Hamilton area. Adrian also hosts the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast. Adrian, we're really excited to have you here and hear more about your story. Awesome. Yeah. It's an honor to be here. It's great to be here. And if I can share some knowledge and some wealth with everybody listening, that's the name of the game, right? So yeah, let's get into it. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about me. You have an incredible story and you know, I'm not sure even in our pre-recording conversation, if you realized how incredible it was, I mean, you have quite the background. You were a police officer for quite some time, and then you took the plunge into real estate. Kind of, kind of tell us about how that went down. Yeah. So uh, I was cop in the GTA for 21 years. And the last eight to 10 years of my career, I started to buy and invest in real estate. And my mindset back then was, I want to have one or two rental properties. So when I put in my 30 and I retire, some of that cash flow will top me up and I can live the same lifestyle as I live without being on a pension. So that started about 10 years ago, give or take, but I was doing the night shifts, pushing a cruiser, you know, all those kinds of things and trying to grow a portfolio at the same time, managing my properties. And it kind of exploded really into something where I had the mindset of, you know, maybe two duplexes at best is where I wanted to be. It exploded into over 350 units in a decade and financially gave me the comfort and financial resources to leave after 21 years, as opposed to putting in my 30 year career. So the power of real estate investing for me completely changed my life. There's so much significance to that because you left a 30-year plan, essentially, with a career that has a notoriously great kind of retirement system in terms of after the fact, right? Because it's the 30 years versus, hey, some people might work 40, 50 years uh, you know, before they get to 65. And the thing about the retirement system, you were telling me it's all or nothing. Yeah. You stay for the 30 or you get nothing. I mean- No, no. Let's, let me rephrase that. It's all or nothing where we do get a buyout, but obviously we take a hit on our pension because we didn't put in our 30. So whatever your pension was going to be, I had to obviously take a pretty severe penalty on the full amount that I was entitled to, but I still walked away with something, which wasn't very much, but it was still something 
So walk us through that mindset. So you're really almost there. It's a 30 year finish line. And you say you were 21 years in? Is that 21. 21, 21 out of 30 yeah. years there. Walk us through that mindset of not finishing out because I've heard similar stories myself where people are leaving, you know, government jobs because they're seeing what real estate's done for them. And they're saying, Hey, it's worth it now. At this point, it's worth it for me to walk away a little bit early because real estate's taking off so much more. I mean, just walk us through that mindset because I'm sure you were nervous and scared and a little bit of doubt as well. And you have families that are depending on these things. Yeah. A husband, a dad, all those kinds of things as well. So yeah, it came to a point where I still had the police career. I had a few rental properties. I was trying to build a portfolio aggressively. And we started a joint venture too, probably about three, four years into my real estate career, so to speak. I was burning the candle at both ends. So I was running back and forth to shift work, court duties, overtime, so on and so forth. And then on my time off with very little sleep, not overly safe, going in for night shifts when you're going on three hours sleep and having to do another 12 hour shift on the beat, so to speak. But nevertheless, I was burning the candle at both ends. I had the police career, I had the rental properties, and I was trying to juggle both. And financially, you know, it came to a head one day. And my wife said, we're good, we can make it without the police career. It's time to take a step back because you're going to kill yourself running back and forth with no sleep. And trying to be a landlord and a police officer and a husband and a wife and walk the dog and all that stuff. So financially, we looked at all of our stuff and it made sense on a financial standpoint and on a personal standpoint. And then I had big goals. You know, they say mindsets, everything and set goals that you're embarrassed to tell people about because they're going to laugh at you. Well, that was me. I had some major goals that I thought, okay, well, financially, we're going to be okay if I walk away and I leave that salary from police. But above and beyond that, now I can strictly focus on nothing but tracking down great deals and really focus on just being a full-time investor. And that's really when things skyrocketed for our company and myself. We essentially grew from, I forget how many properties we had when I finally left the police department, but we more than tripled our portfolio since I left the police department and the number of units we own. So yeah, we're just over 350 units, over 70 properties. And the bulk of that was done in the last five years since I've retired. And I did nothing but focus on that and continue to grow the business and joint venture with investors at a very, very high level. Tell us about that because the joint ventures... That's really something that a lot of people maybe don't realize that a lot of very successful investors do is they're doing joint ventures. It's not one person that owns 2,000 units or that enormous high rise. It's a lot of people or it's a big team. What exactly does the joint venture mean and how do you and these other partners that you're buying these properties with, how is that structured and how do you both benefit from that? Yeah, quite simply is obviously through growing this business, we obviously, as you mentioned in my introduction there, We have our own construction company. We have our own property management company. So essentially, our company is bringing to the table, we're up to 11 years now, of expertise in the industry, in the multifamily space. And then we're utilizing, I like to call it our group of companies, a Costco effect, where you come through the door of our business and you don't have to go to seven grocery stores to buy your grocery list. You come through our door and obviously I'm a licensed realtor as well. 
But above and beyond that, I'd like to say I'm extremely knowledgeable in my market center, in my space. So we're bringing that experience of 11 years to the table. We're bringing in-house construction, in-house property management, and we're very, very strong at what we do delivering on our Burr projects. We're in the area between 85 and 100% ROI after refinance. Like we're extracting pretty much all, if not very close to all of the capital we put in the property. So let's call it we're boots on the ground. The JV partner is the money partner. So they're bringing funds to facilitate the purchase and the renos and all that kind of stuff. We execute and we deliver those kinds of results that our companies developed quite an outstanding reputation for. That's who we are. And that's the value we bring to the table. So when you're looking for these properties, what is, I guess, the biggest challenge in that industry, the Burr industry? Because it's something that's relatively recently has become kind of a hot button issue where people now has a fancy name, right? When other people were doing it before yeah. had that name. What are some of the challenges that people should look out for if they're looking to pursue a strategy like that? Great question. Burr strategy, it could be very, very lucrative. It could be very beneficial to your portfolio and your career. But every step of that burr is super important. The purchase is super important because it all starts there. And it's all about the numbers, as you know, as well. So you don't want to overpay by 100 grand because that's going to affect your bottom line on your exit, your renovation budget. You want to be as very, very close to that overall budget. Because again, every step of this burr project process is vital to the exit. And the exit, obviously, is to try to get most, if not all, of your capital out on the back end. So I would caution people, like if it's their first rodeo and they've never really been involved in a bigger project, whatnot, to really surround yourself with the right power team, right people that have done it before, have a track record, have experience, a mentor, a coach, a JV partner, a syndicate group, people that have that experience because you don't want to be in the middle of a massive project and things start to go sideways and you kind of scratch your head and go, why, where do I go now? I haven't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So to recap, every step is important in the Burr process. And the biggest thing right now, I think every investor realizes is the deal flow, the properties, where's the next property to buy? So what do you look for in a good property? Does it have to be really run down and dilapidated? Does it have to have certain signs that you look for? Are there certain criteria you use where you will not purchase a property, maybe the age or certain issues with it that you're not willing to go into? What are some other signs of the specific property that you're saying, okay, this is either good or not good as kind of a rule for you and your group? Yeah. So normally we're looking for buildings that are structurally sound for the most part, but cosmetically, they're a disaster, right? They got 30-year-old, 40-year-old kitchens, shag carpets, whatever. That's where there's a significant value add to those buildings, obviously, to raise those rents and then ultimately refinance and try to pull out all that equity ultimately. But structurally sound, cosmetically a disaster. That's our bread and butter where we can perform these renovations in a relatively quick manner, but utilize that power of construction to force that value out in that property is really our bread and butter. If we do the math on your units versus your properties, 350 or so units across 72 properties, sounds like most are kind of those smaller multifamilies. Where do you usually see yourself? So for the most part, I want to say maybe 80% of our portfolio 
are the smaller multifamilies, the quads, the tries, the five unit, seven unit, eight units. We just closed in November on a 45 unit building, purpose built. So we are creeping up to that larger scale, like yourself and what your team invests in. But I want to say, yeah, for the majority, and it really for no rhyme or reason, but when I started, I didn't have the capacity nor the contacts to really start working in that 50 unit plus range. It was much easier when I started, you know, the work build it from something small that I could attract almost every walk of life to get involved in a triplex in a joint venture. Obviously, syndicate is different, but in a JV structure where they're going to bring the money, we're going to execute. Not everybody's going to come to the table with bigger pockets that can facilitate a 75 unit apartment building. And how are you finding these properties now? I mean, is the Hamilton area have a ton of those small multifamilies? Do you have different strategies? People do direct mail sometimes, or people will cold call or do text blast sometimes. How are you looking for properties? What's kind of the new thing to do out there? We haven't reinvented the wheel. We pretty much do everything you've just mentioned as far as trying to get new leads coming in. Yeah, it's just basic old boots on the ground through flyer campaigns, door knocking, as you mentioned whatever it takes, really. I can't say, hey, we got this new system that we are just crushing it. It's just old-fashioned digging. And I really like the story that you're telling. I mean, it's really the vision that a lot of people have of, wow, this person really went all in. I know you said you walked away with some of your pension, but really comparatively to sticking it out for the last few years, you really walked away from a ton. And so for that investor, that person who's probably right now driving to work, because they have a couple of things in the pipeline, but maybe they have that finish line that they're looking to get after. What would you say to that person? You've kind of been there and done that. You walked away from the pension, a large portion of it to really pursue your dreams. And you came out on the other side. What would you say to those people who are kind of in that position? Someone once said to me way back when I was contemplating it and I was scared. I can tell you, I was scared. Most people thought I was crazy, leaving a very secure job with great pension. Pays okay. You're never going to get rich off of it, but Overall, most people would love to have that kind of security. But my mentor and coach said to me, Adrian, be excited to fail. Be excited to fail. And I kind of thought, wow, that's an oxymoron. But if you pull the context out of that, it's more I look at it, okay, step outside of your comfort zone. And if you have the basic building blocks and you're very focused, real estate isn't that hard to make it work. It's not like, hey, I had to leave the police department, go back to university and get a PhD. You know, it's nothing like that. And I would say it's one thing to be in motion. And a lot of people say this, oh yeah, I'm doing it. I'm in motion. I'm in motion. It's one thing to be in motion. It's one thing to take action. Take action. I'm living proof it works. I'm flesh and blood living proof it works. And I took action and it was intimidating. But it comes to a point where the analysis paralysis, you have to pull the trigger. And if you have half a brain in your head and you're dedicated and you surround yourself, I can't stress this enough, you surround yourself with the right people that can oversee, mentor, coach, or even be there for advice. You can't go wrong for the most part. It's not brain surgery, right? It's just numbers and follow the systems and models other people have done And if you have to pay for it, pay for it. Because you know that saying, either pay now or pay later, but you're going to have to pay. So I can't stress it enough. 
pull the trigger, take action. I love it. I mean, such great advice and the things that I think people hear sometimes and they kind of brush it off maybe, or maybe they all oh, work for that guy. He had X, Y, and Z going for him or her. You know, I couldn't I started with nothing. And when I bought my first property, we didn't touch on this, but when I bought my first property, my wife and I, we had no money. We had no money in the bank, but the only thing we did have was some equity in our home. So I leveraged everything I had and pulled the equity out on a home equity line of credit. That's all we had. So the last thing I had was equity in my home and I leveraged that. Was that intimidating? Yes, because I thought, like everybody thinks, oh shit, this is it. Like if I lose, like I don't have a savings, this is the only thing we have. And my wife was very, very intimidated by it. But maybe my police background, you know, taking risks and living on the edge sort of thing. I don't know. You know, some people say to me, what's your why? Why did you do it? Because I want freedom. I wanted freedom. I want to live life on my terms where if I want to get on a plane tomorrow and go down to Florida or the Caribbean, I can do that. I don't answer to anybody anymore, as opposed to as much as I loved being a police officer, I reported to people and I was on a fixed salary and a fixed schedule. And I didn't want that anymore. I wanted freedom where I can make three times that amount in real estate, and I can live life on my terms. I'm going to take off to the Caribbean tomorrow for two weeks, and I'm going to work off my laptop. No problem. I don't have to ask anybody if I can go on vacation from this week to this week. Yeah. I mean, having that freedom is so invaluable. And like I say, it's a lot of numbers, but if you were ended up making a little bit less than the pension, whatever the case may be, how are you going to put a price on living your life the way that you want to live it? And not waiting till you're 65 and really don't have the energy or the desire to do a lot of the things that you love to do now. I really like the path you took. I love the success stories. I love the advice that you're giving out, the practical advice that anybody who's looking to get started in here can take. For the people listening who maybe want to get a hold of you, what's the best way of doing that and who should maybe reach out and get in touch? Yeah. So we're all over social media. Adrian Pinozo, spelled P-A-N-N-O-Z-O. Our company is Executive Properties Capital. If you go Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, we're all there. Or shoot me an email, adrian at investwithepc.com. I'm so easy to find. If I could help you guys out and speak to you one-on-one and pick my brain on something, by all means, shoot me an email. We'll connect over a digital coffee. Yeah, go from there. Awesome. I mean, listeners, we're going to put all of those resources in the show notes. And of course, while you're there, if you haven't already, make sure you download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Building Generational Wealth and Passive Cash Flow Through Multifamily Real Estate. Listeners, thank you so much for spending a couple minutes of your day with us. And Adrian, thank you so much for coming on. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Justin.